0: I went to the, uh, the eye doctor this past Monday. I've been having some trouble while I'm working at my desk and uh, when I read, so I thought I'd better get my eyes checked. And uh, if you've ever had an eye exam, which I would assume that all of you have, uh, you know how this goes. Which is better, one or two? Three or four? Seven or eight? And back and forth and back and forth. And when it was all done and everything looked crystal clear in that great big eye testing device thingamajig. Um, It probably has a name, but I don't know so I'm going to call it an eye testing thingamajig. Um, She said my eyes had changed, something to do with getting older, blah, blah, blah. Um, She flipped the lenses to where my my current prescription is and then back to the new prescription that I will hopefully get tomorrow. And I was really rather surprised by the difference of how much things had changed. Lenses matter. If you know how to use them, you can really help people see clearly. Luke 10, our gospel reading for today, uh, is, I think, in a sense, a lens. It's a lens that, that Jesus uses to help us to see the world. To help us to see people more clearly. This reading, it follows directly on the heels of last week's reading uh, about following Jesus. And now he he appoints or he commissions 72 others to go out two by two uh, ahead of him and ahead of his disciples to tell people about the kingdom of God. They're out there telling them that the kingdom of God has come near. And it says he sent them, saying that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. When you look at the world, what do you see? Think back to the the parades on Thursday, if you went. What did you see there? Or or at the fireworks, if you were here, looking around at at, at the crowd of people that was here. what What did you see when you looked around? was it just a crowd of strangers with some familiar faces mixed in here and there. What do you see when you go to the bank, when you go to the grocery store, to the concert, to the plays, or even when you're just driving down 91? What do you see? Because when Jesus looks at this world and he sees the people in it, what he sees is a harvest. And he helps us see this world world in that way, too. Except that image is a little bit more difficult for us than it was for the people that Jesus was actually talking to in that moment in our reading. Most of us don't have a lot of experience with planting, growing, and and, and harvesting. You know, we, we are blessed to live in one of the most amazing times in history. When, when, when food is abundant and all you have to do is, is go to the stores and the markets and, and, and you, just, you just buy it. So much of life at Jesus' time was really wrapped around growing food, preserving it, and having it ready for the long term. Because if the only place you've ever gotten food is at the grocery store, you may not have realized Tomatoes don't grow all year round in Northeast Ohio. Neither do peaches, neither do lettuce or asparagus or any of that. That's just not the way plants work. These things are not available all year round when you grow them yourself. They're seasonal. And so the same is true of the wheat and the barley that is probably behind what Jesus is talking about here when he starts talking about a harvest. You know, plants grow, they mature, they ripen, and then they're ready to be harvested. It doesn't happen on demand. Harvest time was a time of celebration and abundance. And that precious food was brought in and the the grain was harvested, and some of it was enjoyed right then and there. But some, some was stored. Some was preserved. Why? Because you need food all year round, right? Okay, that's really not that complicated. How many of you just like to eat in the summer? I'll take winter off, thank you. Yeah, it has, it has to be put away, and it has to be prepared. Because, you know, at that long season where we're not harvesting, we want that food still. And so the harvest was precious. This is a very important time. Gathering that in. You're gathering it. It's like gathering treasure. You know, I remember when, when I was a kid, we had gardens. And uh, as the plants bore fruit, you know, you can bet that uh, us kids were out there uh, snipping beans we ground up cucumbers into relish. We prepared cabbage for sauerkraut, which my mom would then you know, can all these things, and, you know, and she also canned pears and peaches and applesauce and, and other things. It was a lot of work. But it was also a time of joy and plenty. And when February came around and we could open a jar of peaches, that was a treasure. That was important. That was something that, that was worth celebrating. Well, uh, what would happen to those fruits and vegetables if we didn't harvest them? They would spoil, they would rot, right? You've probably experienced this, you know, just sitting on the kitchen counter. You, you buy more than you expected or you just didn't get to it in time and you get, then when you get to it, it it's no good anymore. It, it, the harvest matters. You, you've got to bring these things in. And there's something similar that goes on in us. There is rot and spoilage in our hearts. From the moment that we were conceived, we are tainted with sin. And, and this sinful nature, it clings to us. And left on our own, we are doomed to death and decay, just just like the, the, the apple that hangs on the tree too long or, or falls down into your yard or, or sits on the counter or whatever else. And this is true for all people. But God has provided a remedy, a counteracting agent to remove the rot and to save us from spoiling. In 1 John 1, verse 7, it says that, The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. The blood of Jesus takes away all of that which would cause us to spoil and to rot. And so Jesus sends out these these 72 of his followers to prepare the way for him and to prepare the kingdom of God, to tell them that the kingdom of God has come near them. Now, what's this kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is God's redemptive presence and activity in human life. God's redemptive presence and activity in human life. Let me say that a little bit differently. The kingdom of God is found wherever God is there, bringing life and forgiveness to people. The kingdom of God is wherever God is bringing life and forgiveness to people. The harvest is when people come into the kingdom. It's when they're brought out of the world and they're brought out of the the, the rot and into that kingdom where we live forever in Jesus' forgiveness and in his glory. It's when people come to believe in Jesus and his blood cleanses them cleanses us of our sins that cause the rot and the spoilage and and it's forgiven and it's all removed Jesus looks at the world and he sees people wonderful precious beautiful people And he sees what the ultimate outcome of our lives could be if he didn't intervene. And out of love, he does intervene. He comes and he dies in our place in order to rescue us from that sin. In order to rescue us from that inevitable end. Without his salvation. And he sees there are many, many people. People that he treasures. And they're ripe for the kingdom, they're ready for forgiveness. They're ready for healing. They're ready for new life through the forgiveness that he won on the cross. This is the lens that he gives us in order to see the world the way that he sees it. He helps us to see people as precious and treasured by God. He shows us us the sin that leads to death and decay. And then he himself allows himself to be lifted up on the cross for the whole world to see and to believe that he has washed our sins away. The harvest is plentiful. Do you believe that? Because i got to tell you, a a lot of times when I'm listening to Christians talk right now, it's like, oh, the church is dying and it's the end. I don't know. Jesus looks out and he says, the harvest is plentiful. That sounds like opportunity to me. Opportunity to share this good news that draws people into the kingdom. Do you believe that there are people in your life who need Forgiveness? Who need the, the healing and the life that Jesus has won for us? Do you believe that, that, that you need that forgiveness and, and healing and life yourself? The harvest is plentiful. And it, it, it's becoming more and more obvious that the world needs what Jesus gives in his kingdom. The harvest is plentiful. So Jesus says, Pray. Notice notice he doesn't say, the harvest is plentiful, so make a plan. He he does not say, the harvest is plentiful, so get out there and get to work. He, He does not say, the harvest is plentiful and you better figure out how to get it in. Jesus already has a plan to bring the harvest in. He's already on the job. What he says to us is, the harvest is plentiful, so earnestly pray to the Lord of harvest. And I think this is one of the important things that we need to learn, that the harvest is brought in through God's power, not ours. Jesus says pray, and to pray is to call out to God. It is to trust him, and it's to rely on him. Pray. Pray. Pray earnestly to the Lord of Harvest to send workers into the harvest. And and this is one of the important things, too, about the harvest, that God brings his workers in, brings the harvest in through his workers. So who are they? Well, it's whoever God sends. I know, you know, Everybody here is kind of except for those of you who are asleep, you're all looking at me. Yeah, I I am sent into the harvest. So is Bob, you know, so is Sharon. So, you know, our whole staff, we, we have that 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 responsibility that that you know we're to go into the harvest. But we're not the only ones. It's whoever he sends, wherever he sends. Jesus says, pray earnestly for the Lord of Harvest to send workers, to beg him to send workers. But when we pray that prayer, um, there's part of us that probably should be ready. Because you very well could be the one that he sends. You could be the worker to take care of just one small part of the field. Does does that matter? Is it, you know, if if you have this part here. And somebody else has a great big part over there. Is, is that noble to take care of your little area? Does that please God? Absolutely. Pray for God to send workers into the harvest field and, and know that it might be you. And if it is you, he will equip you. He will prepare you for that work. He will give you what you need to share God's forgiveness in Christ with the people that he treasures, that he brings into your life. And that is what we want, isn't it? More people to become part of God's kingdom. More people to have the forgiveness of sins that Jesus won for them. More people to know the power of Jesus' resurrection in their lives. More of those precious people who are treasured by God. To live with him in glory forever. Forever. See the harvest. Pray earnestly that the Lord of harvest will send workers into his harvest. And if you are the one sent, Jesus will give you what you need to do the job. And then you can give thanks and praise for the joy and the privilege of sharing Jesus' love and his forgiveness. Amen.